Welcome to Own It, the podcast where we talk to real estate thought leaders about embracing your strengths, taking your career to new heights, and owning your future. We are live in men recording our Own It podcast. I am Hillary Saunders, Chief Broker Officer and Co-Founder at Side, along with Spencer Kroll, my co-host. But we have an amazing guest, Jocelyn Voss. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us of all course. the way from the magical DMV Triangle, D.C., Maryland, yes. Virginia. For those of you who do not understand the acronym or think of that Thank it's you. only where you go <laughs> to the Department of Motor Vehicles. <laughs> So true. You, I don't even know where to start with you. God, you're, you came out of a family of attorneys, decided to go to therapy school, psychological brainstorming, realtor extraordinaire, and now you're disrupting the real estate industry in your own right? Just what? like you guys. Exactly. I'm, I'm all about disruption right now. But uh, I started as an agent right out of college for about nine or 10 years. And then I thought, how else can I help empower my clients? And how else can I be just better at what I'm doing? And I went back to school and got my clinical mental health counseling degree <laughs> and became a therapist. Which uh, props to you because Spencer <laughs> yeah. has his honorary therapy degree yeah, from the we garbage can, right? Yeah. The garbage can. I, I, I love I that. Have fake, <laughs> I have fake degrees from everything, but you know. Yeah, that's great. And mine's real, and spent eighty thousand dollars on it. But <laughs> well, I've spent eighty thousand dollars on therapy, so there yeah, we go. There we so, go. Yeah. Right? Why <laughs> getting did, more expensive? No. Right? Why? Okay, you were a successful realtor. Why yes. did you go back to school? I just like always want to use my brain and I always want to do more to like improve the industry in some way, whether I'm helping consumers or whether I'm helping agents or my business or whatever it may be. And so recently a company called Final Offer came to town. It's a tech platform for agents and it's all about, you know, offer management, offer negotiation, but it's transparent with real time offer notifications. And I used it and I was looking at like the psychology behind it and I thought, oh my gosh, like how is our industry set up this way where like as a buyer agent, when I represent a buyer and we see a property, multiple offers and I'm guessing what it takes to win. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like an idiot being like, I don't know, what's your best, you know, where, what are you comfortable with? Or how well can you get information out of the listing exactly. agent yeah. to best position yourself? Yeah, which is right. why I go through listing agents garbage to find. But <laughs> exactly. But, but so so. But tell me, how, how does this? What you're doing? How would you, what does it give you the edge on? I mean, I think like in general, we have to change the way the industry is. Oh, if you okay. if you look at it from like a wider view of like how is it that we do business this way? This is people's biggest asset that they're either selling or buying. Yes, and they have no information. There's no real-time offer notifications. It's only pending or sold. I'm like, how do we not know more information? We need more technology in this business. So I was like, I'm going to take this on and I'm going to pick up market share by doing it. And so how does that work? Done. I mean, I do neighborhood watch parties where I'll get like an ice cream truck with like what? final offer stuff on it. And mm -hmm. I'll bring the whole neighborhood in and I'll be like, watch in real time to see exactly what happens with this property. It's like reality TV for them mm. and they love it. And then they get to see in real time exactly what's happening. They tell all their friends we're creating like crazy comps and neighborhoods. So I'm picking up market share from it. It's okay. wild. So I, if you are, a I just cut you off. No, it's okay. It's okay. That's right. I, As a listing agent, if you have a listing down the road or in the neighborhood, yep. do you then participate? Because then oh, you yeah. can best list your property based on what's coming into this other one. Yeah. I mean, I have real-time comps because I can see what's exactly happening in the neighborhood with like real-time information versus waiting when I call an agent like, hey, what are you guys closing at? Like, oh, I can't tell you. I'm like, this is stupid. Right. 
<laughs> yeah, it, what, what I find really interesting, and, and I, my, I did my career a little bit, a little bit differently, uh, hence why I'm sitting here, but the, um, we, we're an adversarial relationship. Ah. It's, it's this process which is so awful. And uh, I, I work you know, in my role now. I do a lot of mediations uh, where we're trying to solve therapy. About. And there, well, yeah, yeah, uh, a whole other conversation. But yes, <laughs> but but to kind of get to the okay, everybody's not to be angry for the first couple of minutes, yeah. and then you have well, or hours or whatever. But then it's you have to kind of get to it. Do you find that your therapy background? Helps, helps move oh, that totally, that way. totally. Because I really gauge like what do people need, and if you can read a person well and know what their needs are, you can really kind of adjust and almost be a little chameleon to what how they'll best feel like they're in control. Because I think the biggest issue with real estate is that consumers feel so out of control, and they're relying on you as an agent. And if you're a buyer's agent in this scenario, you're also relying on this listing agent that you have no contact with. Mm -hmm. So I really like to empower my clients and make them feel like just comfortable in the whole process, fully educated, obviously, so they can be really smart with decision making, but just comfortable yeah. and in yeah. control. That's well, all people care about. I think from one perspective, right, Zillow provided that early on with being able to pull up an address or map and mm -hmm. see what prices were, what yeah. they sold for the average consumer. Mm -hmm. I mean, us in the industry, we just go to the MLS and sure. we have all the data in our hands, right? But you are now taking the disruption piece to the consumer and saying, hey, you consumer, Mr. And Mrs., whomever, you now have access to all the data that I have. Yep. How do you then differentiate yourself from having the expertise to then guide them? Well, there's so much strategy involved too, right? Like this is only the offer negotiation piece. You still have to educate them and get them to closing. But even this, you're just publicly negotiating with everyone. You're telling the world exactly what the seller's looking for mm -hmm. and making changes throughout the platform to get the best price and terms. So, so instead of privately negotiating and collecting offers with a deadline, you're actually negotiating. Yeah, I, I used to really enjoy when I had a good relationship with an agent on the other side. You, if I was a listing agent yeah. or I was the buyer's agent, it made the process so much better. Not that they were necessarily telling me what I needed to write. You know, I mean, sometimes you'd get you'd, you'd get a little bit of uh, right. unfair advantage uh, that way. But when when it started off, like if, if there wasn't wasn't this hard headed thing, it was so different. Right. So the industry as a whole, what do you think it would change? What is what do you think it's going to take? I think it's that. going to empower them more. I think it's going to clean up the industry, get rid of like what's happening now, some of the agents that should not be in our industry. Mm -hmm. I think that agents will pick up market share. They'll get more listings by using final offer. But I think we have to infuse some type of technology into what we're doing with at least the offer no uh, notification piece. Like it just makes no sense that not everyone gets an opportunity to make an offer on a, pro a property. Well, yeah. I think NAR was trying to do that with clear cooperation on a base level, right? Mm -hmm. We had historically. Um, uh, well, we've controlled all the inventory. Well, see, that's and the, the knowledge. That I'm and, and, and the knowledge. Politically correctly, is that agents would tend to hold their listings, right? Exactly. To double end them, mm -hmm. which yep. in theory is not the best fiduciary right. responsibility to their client, right? right? So this, it appears, is even going a step further and saying, hey, let's totally be transparent. Yep. Do you think there are any negative side effects that haven't come out yet? I think that agents don't like change. And this mm. is a platform for agents, right? And so you have to have an agent on the list side and you have to have it on the buy side. And I think that 
agents. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember, I'm sure you do before showing time. Like I used to have to call 1-800 number. I don't know if you had the same CSS to schedule a showing. And when showing time came out where you could do it online for about a year, people were still like, no way am I using this? Mm. I don't do change. Whereas now it's like, look guys, we got to accept some change in our industry and make our consumers happier and change it from within. You know, I was uh, watching, I, I'm recently getting, getting my GRI, I just like to put that out there, and actually, but I'm actually getting it, like, like I'm not making it up myself, uh, <laughs> with, my, with like my other degrees. Um, and what they, they showed this video on real estate in, uh, in what was it, in, in um, Australia. Uh-huh. It's all done by auction. Yeah, yeah. And I could, I mean, you can't be more transparent than that. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and knowing what it takes to win and how to win it should be how it is. I mean, to not know how to win a property as, as a buyer mm-hmm. as, with a buyer agent, like what's the point of having an agent if you can't have access to knowing how to educate your client on this is what it takes to win. Do you want to win or do you want to walk away? Do you think there's any chance that it might go over the edge and promote waiving inspection contingencies? Waving. Oh, it's happening. Waving because at, you, it's ju- it's not just price; it's price and term. Right. So, as a listing agent, you can put value or negative value on, like, if you have financing and appraisal, I'll give you negative five thousand dollars in value. You have to come up five grand in order to start the timer. Mm-hmm. So, oh. yeah, I mean, it depends on the market, but we're seeing comps where, like, we're creating higher prices and better terms. What, for the what, seller. But yeah, I was going to say, what about the inspection yeah, I aspect, think, though? I mean, it, it, it's like if a deal falls apart because of an inspection, then it goes back on the market. It has nothing to I'm do with the platform. So, I'm wondering yeah. if this elevates the whole industry, which is, this is going to be my soapbox for two seconds, sure. which is, I really am a proponent of pre-listing inspections. Mm-hmm. The seller should know what potentially is, yeah. quote unquote, wrong or problematic with their home. So that way they can either fix it or understand the pricing or better, disclose right? It. Or <laughs> disclose it. And disclose it. Yes. Um, so maybe this is a catalyst to effectuate that change. Well, you know, in, in Southern California, which is a different market than in Northern California, I don't know how it is in DMV. Um, in Northern California, there are a lot of... the, the uh, seller does a pre-inspection yeah. and they provide those inspections and the buyer goes off of them, right? Yeah, I mean, wow. talk about trust. Yeah, Not where I, we I, are. I have the same reaction. And in <laughs> Southern California, where, where I am, um, generally you get into escrow and then the buyer does uh, an inspection. And one of the things I used to try to bring value to my clients is I would say in a hot market to the, uh, to the listing agent, I want my clients to do an inspection before they write their offer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come in without a physical contingency. And it was just such a hard thing for a lot of people to wrap their heads around. Some people let me do it, and it was great, and, and sometimes it really helped with the offers. Uh, the people wanting to adapt to something like, somebody, we've never done it that way, so I'm not going to do it that way, is one of the biggest challenges. So, so looking at psychology, right, you have to want to change, that old light bulb joke, right? Totally. Um, you know, so but it's kind of like what you guys are doing. You're trying to like empower agents from within to change and disrupt an industry. Right. We're, we're a little bit one step removed, right? We're not actively selling or running a team, but you are selling and you're utilizing this new technology. So yeah. how are you running that tightrope of being a proponent for the change, but you're also in the industry? Yeah. I mean, I've always been doing like 95 things at one time. <laughs> I just feel like that's like who I am and I have such a capacity to do so much. But I think that I have such a passion behind it because I've seen it work on stale listings, new listings that I'm like, I want to be a part of a bigger change to help agents and to help 
consumers just clean this industry up and make it make more sense. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of being like compared to like a slimy car salesman or people trying to shop me on how, you know, how much I charge for listings. I'm so sick of that because I really do think the really good agents do have value and I don't want to have to keep proving that. Right. I want that to be just known to the public and I want them to have a little bit more involvement in what the process is like. I mean, it is the biggest asset of their lives. Like they should right. have a little more control and involvement in it. You know, I'm always shocked that people don't know about the process more. It's like the first yeah, time know, they're doing it. And, and, and when you have an agent that doesn't know how to describe it to you, Properly, and a lot of a lot of agents. I mean, some no, no one with us, but some like like don't understand the process fully themselves. Oh, it's like the majority of agents don't fully understand the process, and then all these consumers are coming in and relying on them, mm-hmm. and it's dangerous. Yes, super dangerous. Yeah, yeah, and, and again, like you said, it's the largest asset, and the emotions that then go with it as well, and so you're really out of control. But they would care more if they bought and sold homes more, right? A consumer, if they bought homes more often in their life, this is like one terrible time period for them for like a chunk of time when they buy a property and then they forget about it for five to ten years right. until they have it's to like buy the next. Birth. Exactly. Or a kidney right? stone. Sorry, I, I had to throw in on that. Or breastfeeding. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, I I'm sorry. Like breastfeeding okay. was worth it worse two, than child. Two, two on one. All right, fine. Epidural saving yeah. from that, you know. But I mean, seriously, like it's it's a such a momentous experience, and it's tra- it can be traumatic. Yeah. But it can be amazing if you have the right counsel or realtor to guide you. So but there's still another factor there. There's still if you're a buyer's agent, like you're describing, you still have a listing agent and a seller that are impacting what happens. Right. So there's this lack of control of so many people yeah. that are really affecting you in the end that it's. It's extremely uncomfortable and can totally go wrong. Right. So how do you utilize your exceptional understanding of psychology and people's traumatic responses to help teach others in the industry of how to be better realtors? Yeah, I think it's important to like listen, right? Actively listen to your clients and meet them where they Mm. are. Don't push them into buying a home because you want a commission right? Like it's better to tell them not to buy that home than force them into buying a home. If that's really what should happen, then you really gain the trust. And that trust is everything because that's what they need to feel like they're in control and comfortable. So many many times they look to you saying, should I buy this home? Is this this a good home for me? And I used to want to give that answer. Like, oh, yeah. I think it's right. I felt so much pressure. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I eventually came to an answer of, you're the only person that can answer that. And if you're asking yourself that question, then the answer might be no. Right. No. And when you kind of talk people out of it more, they trust you more because mm-hmm. you're like, I don't know. The market is this right now. This is what we think will happen. So base it on that. But ultimately with real estate, it's good to just get in at some point too. Sure. Stop overthinking yeah. it and just get in. The rest will be sorted out in some capacity. Right. I think that's a big thing, at least in this market, with the mm-hmm. higher interest rates yep. that we've seen in a couple of years is, look, you're dating the rate, you're buying the home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let me teach you something about refinancing and what that looks like down the road. Right. Let's talk about appreciation over the last 10 years. Just assume they're going to go forward the next right. 10 years. And it's like education too. Like you should be educated as an agent with all the lenders, know all the programs they're offering. Like right. some lenders are like, we'll give you a free refi within a year. Mm -hmm. Right. So knowing that, like go with that lender, you'll get a free refi or some are paying for two, one buy downs now. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so interesting. That is such an important thing because money was so cheap. You didn't have to worry about that. Exactly. And now this is something where, okay, here's a game changer of 
making yourself a better buyer's agent by knowing that. And so anybody, if you're a buyer's agent listening to this, listen to this, because that is, especially as we're going to have to be really showing our value, I think in the coming 100%. years, like that's one brilliant thing to do is understanding you got to get creative. Programs. You need to be talking to lenders all the time and figuring out what's the best for your client. You have to advocate. You have to be out there and network and talk to people and figure it out for them. Make it as seamless as possible. You're originally from the Washington yes. area. What is some unique aspects? Because our managing broker, um, Will Wired, he's amazing. Oh, I know him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so fascinating just because of that market with the political uh, change and people constantly coming and going yeah. and companies coming to Virginia. What are you seeing over the last you know, handful of years as yeah. far as market change coming? Because that's a... That's a pretty large market. It is. And a lot of Amazon. Right. I mean, we've had it's it's better food city now. We have mm. finally have good food. I'm like, thank <laughs> God. But I mean, it's becoming more popular and it's more affordable than other cities like mm-hmm. San Francisco, LA. Um, I see unfortunately Washington DC has had like a total crime issue that has hit just like a lot of cities, but sure. it's gotten really bad. So we had like a mass exodus into the suburbs around Maryland and Virginia, close enough still, like Bethesda and areas like that. But I I would say D.C. suffered the most, um, where people don't feel like they need to be in D.C. proper anymore just because of crime. So, Mm -hmm. But I do think that as a city, we are totally an underrated city with so much to offer and so much opportunity, and the prices are still going up. Is there still Roy Rogers there, by the way? The, uh, <laughs> Which one? Where, no, I mean, are they still around? I mean, Roy Rogers chain? is around, but the not, is not around? in the city. It's a little more oh, outside. Oh, because there was one on Michigan that I used oh, yeah, to go no, to, no. but now it was no, gone. No, no, no. Okay, all right, sorry. They just got rid of like the last Wendy's, which was uh, like a huge see, deal. See, when you talk finer food, <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, please let there be you Roy Rogers. There is still a Blockbuster in Bend, Oregon. There you go. Is there really? Is there really? Is the last and it's still open. Yes, ma'am. See, I got. See, I would just boycott them on purpose, but that's just me. I, I, I think I still owe them uh, some late fee that they're coming oh after me. God, I have to I hide and move every couple of years. But anyway. So. But that's like Netflix went know, to Blockbuster. Right? Yeah. They didn't do a deal. Yeah. And so you think about the disruptors in our industry like you guys yeah. and what we're doing. I'm just like... Jump on board, guys, because the train is going to keep moving. Yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. if the consumer wants this. Your clients are the agents. Yeah. So you run a million miles an hour. And uh, before we, you know, wrap up, I want to know one, how you find your, your balance or how you find your peace or what you do for centricity. Like, how do you get back to you? And then two, Oh my God, I did it. You did, you, you I pulled, did it. You pulled oh a Spencer God, there. God. See, I, 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 I asked these multiple kids. questions. <laughs> How do you inspire your kids? Oh, that's a great question. Okay, the first answer is so pathetic and terrible, but I'm going to be honest because that's what I am. I'm very authentic with everything. I watch a lot of reality TV to like shut the brain oh, down wow. at night. I love you. You're love Island, too hot to handle. I mean, the trashiest of the trash TV <laughs> just puts my brain to like rest mode mm-hmm. and like lets me go to bed easily. And that's kind of like my go-to thing because I'm an extrovert and I get energy from people, shut down at night, crush terrible TV, and Mm -hmm. I'm good. My kids, I feel like, you know, as a woman, right, and as a breadwinner to my family Mm -hmm. and working all the time, you know, I was always worried because I give my kids everything because I didn't have as much at all growing up. And I felt that and I don't want them to have that. But what I realized was that someone said to me, you know, I was like, I'm worried they're going to be spoiled or something bad's going to happen. They're like, they're going to see how hard you work yeah. and that work ethic mm-hmm. will resonate with them forever. And hopefully that's how they'll turn out. Yeah. Well, my, my binge is love is blind. 
And I do the same love, thing. Love, love is Watch why. it. And so then good. I go to sleep. <laughs> right. You just like take a brain restart. I totally do. I, totally I think do. it's super healthy. I don't care what people say. I am such a TV slacker. I, this is, I feel bad now. Now I'm and judging myself on my television consumption. Yeah. It's so good. All of it is so good. You should. You should. Okay. Jocelyn, um, the floor is yours. Give an elevator's elevator pitch. Pitch. Elevator Spiel? pitch or spiel. Or spiel. Spiel is good. For final offer. Final offers and offer management, offer negotiation, marketing platform for agents to uh, improve their business, but to give consumers what they need and want to, and to drive a sense of urgency back to properties. So real-time offer notifications, transparency, a buy-it-now option. Uh, This is what consumers need. This is what agents need to be better strategic people and negotiators. So I believe in it. website? Finaloffer.com. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. <laughs> I love it. Jocelyn Vox. Thank, thank you so much for Thanks being here. Thanks for having me. You guys it. are amazing. <laughs> you are a rock star. And if you are in the DMV, you know, hit her up. Do you have love an it. Instagram? At Realtor Jocelyn Voss. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> if you have, or you can email us at ownit at site.com. So we will wrap it up from Inman. And you can see us on our next podcast at Ownit. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Spencer. Thank you, Thanks, Hillary. Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.